This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Okay, well, welcome to this week's episode of I Think I'm Human 2. We are in Sweden, and if you're watching and or listening, you're going to hear another voice. His name is Eric. Fun fact, we are actually blood related. A lot of people don't believe that. You couldn't tell by just looking at us. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can't tell what you are. We're just yeah, yeah. Looking at you. <laughs> you're white, you're Italian, uh, you're Hispanic, everything. you're black. Whatever you need me to be. Babe. You're all the above. Mm-hmm. So Eric is actually my dad's nephew. So mm-hmm. our dads are brothers. Yep. Billy Boy and Johnny. Yep. Full blood brothers. Um, And Eric has lost his mom. So we are in Sweden together. So I kind of want to give a little bit of a backstory. We're here because actually we're filming on Tuesday. This is a year from the day that we buried my father. Um, and wow. last year, you know, crazy, right? Yeah. Years fly. Um, last year, right after the funeral, we all went out to Max Diner to get some espresso yeah. martinis. And I just said, Thanksgiving is no longer for me. It just doesn't matter to me. It's too much and too heavy of a week. And so I said, for my future, I will not celebrate it. And Raphael and I will take that week to do whatever, yeah. celebrate um, however we choose. And we love to travel and taking a week off. It's kind of easy during Thanksgiving week because a lot of people have the Thursday, Friday off anyways. Um, so we're like, this will be like our one actual vacation every year where we take the full week. He takes the full week off, blah, blah, blah. And then it transpired into a family trip. So here we are. Okay, well, we were a family then and we got to keep the family going. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So it's funny here because this is going to be coming out on Black Friday back home. And when we got to Sweden, they call it Black Week. Black Week. No, no Black Friday. All the signs say Black, Black Week. Week. Yeah. Because I'm sure they don't celebrate like Black Friday is not really a thing, but I'm yeah. sure like the brands are like, let's get it on the deals. Yeah, so they we'll don't just celebrate have a- Thanksgiving either. Yeah. Considering there's no pumpkin pie here. Well, considering they didn't steal land and <laughs> <laughs> need a national holiday True. for it. True. But okay, so today's episode, I really want to talk about dealing with grief through the holidays because I feel like the holidays are the toughest time, whether you lost someone around the holidays and or you lost someone in general, like the holidays are the one place where you do get together with your family, you celebrate, you, I don't know, your dad wakes you up on Christmas morning, um, whatever the hell your traditions are, when you lose a piece of your pie, it is very heavy, but both of us have lost someone And not only just somebody, but we lost a parent right before the holidays. Um, So in general, not only are you mourning them on the holiday because you're just mourning them, but also you're going through the traumatic anniversary of death. So I wanted to have Eric talk a little bit of what he went through and your storyline. Yeah. So um, right after Thanksgiving, my mom went into the hospital with like a heart condition and stuff like that. Um, And she was there for three weeks. Um, she, eventually she passed away, unfortunately, and, uh, she passed away on December 23rd. So that, that was obviously Christmas Eve is the next day. Yeah. So that was very hard for the family. Um, I remember just going into the hospital thinking we didn't think anything. We were like, something's like, we didn't know. Yeah. Um, we didn't even know ourselves because she, she never went to the doctor, obviously. I mean, 
she wasn't that kind of person to go get checked up often. What was kind of her storyline? So she just wasn't feeling well and went into the hospital or she went into the so doctor? So a year previous, she was having a hard time breathing. So she went to the hospital um, and they told her that she was having heart problems and she needed to stop smoking and eat healthier and stuff yeah. like that. Yada, yada, yada. Smoking cigarettes? Yeah, she was okay. a big smoker. So okay. um, I don't remember that about her, but... Well, that's good. I don't <laughs> that's, remember that. That's, that's interesting. Good. Uh, well then, well yeah. After that, she quit. So she quit immediately after she got out of the hospital that first time, um, which is good. But she had done too much damage to herself in her life that okay. it just didn't matter anymore. So eventually, her body just kind of wasn't in the fight anymore. And then, okay, so when did she originally go in? Three weeks before she passed, right? Three weeks before she passed, she went in. Um, and they, I remember them saying she was like on an up, right? And then she moved into a care facility for a little bit? Yeah, so eventually she got into, um, they put her in a medically induced coma for the first like two weeks. Then she got better and came out of it. Um, and then after that, she went and spent four days in an aftercare place like where they could watch over her, give her her medicines and stuff like that. Um, that place didn't do a good job. That's, that's a very big factor into why she passed. Um, really? Yeah, they blood thinners. I mean, you'd have to you have to talk to Ryan, but the, she, they gave her blood thinners, and so, they weren't supposed to. And I don't think they were supposed to. Yeah, because that's eventually like she just bled out her organs. Why did I not know this? Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like I really talk about it. I would have been the first person to be like lawsuit. Loss. I know. Trust me, we thought about it. We we pondered. Um, yeah. So eventually the doctor like brought her into surgery, came out and said that all of her organs were dead and the only thing keeping her alive was the machines. Damn. So it wasn't really like we had to make a decision. The decision was already made for us, but yeah. we obviously started calling the family so you guys could come say yeah. your goodbyes and stuff. I don't really rem- I very, very vaguely remember. I don't think I went in there. No. I mean, you came a couple of times. That's- I came a couple of times to visit the hospital, but I don't really remember going in. I remember seeing her from a side view, but I wasn't like, I'm not very good with that kind of stuff. So I was yeah. just like, skirt, skirt. Okay. So then December 23rd is when you guys decided. Um, yeah. So December 22nd, they told us. And then, so we pulled the plug or whatever. And so she passed away at 3.35 in the morning on December 23rd. Okay. So I'm actually just learning some of this information or maybe I knew and I just didn't retain at that age. So I never knew that you guys did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how was, okay. That's like a whole s- different topic. How was that like mentally for you guys to sit there and be like, okay, today's the day. Like you guys get to determine someone else's life almost. Right. Um, sorry. I know that's no, like, no, it's fine. I'm sorry. Mentally. I feel like it's, it was easy cause we didn't have a choice yeah. to be honest. Like, yeah. What are you going to sit there and let her be on this machines? Yeah. You know? And that's, she's never coming back. So it was easy to like make that decision. It was not easy to sit there and watch her take her last breaths. And you guys like, were in there. Yeah, me, Ryan, and my um, cousins from uh, my mom's side were there. So was your dad there? No, dad went home. Dad said he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to watch. He didn't. I don't think I could either. Honestly, yeah. no, he was, he left. So me and Ryan. Um, Damn, we, dude, we, why I, did I not know this? I'm about to cry. My whole body has to chills. I, I, I did not. I'm sorry. It's hard. It's not hard. I'm sorry, but it's hard to think about again um so yeah we we had to tell okay we said we'll pull the plug we called family people came people didn't and then eventually they're like it's gonna take a while like it's not just gonna be like that for her to go like she's gonna fight it and stuff like that so yeah it's three thirty-five in the morning when she f- when those b- buzzers finally went off and it was over with i'm so sorry i brought that up but no, I'm, I'm at not. the same time i'm also really happy because of the fact that one i didn't know that and mm-hmm. two you're not the only soul out there that's had to do that. I'm yeah. sure that is 
a very traumatizing. I literally just thought she just went by herself. Yeah. And you guys were like, she's gone. I remember the text message I got. I remember that. I got it in a text. Damn, dude. Yeah. So it's like we knew early in the, like the day that we were, it was going to happen. So I left and went to the bar. <laughs> like I went to the bar and started drinking like early yeah. in the morning, afternoon. And I eventually went back and we, we did it. And yeah, I mean, watching your parent die, as you know, is very difficult. That's very hard. And that sticks with you for the rest of your life. And like just that, that her body wasn't, her body was cold. Yeah. Like her touch wasn't warm anymore. And then just seeing her like gray and the thing that really still messes with me and it messes with my brother too is like the gasping. That was mine too. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was, her body was trying to fight or, Mm -hmm. but like she did. You almost feel like a guilt of like, they're still in there. Yeah. That was when, okay. So Eric was actually with us on the trip that we lost my dad and you were close with my dad too. Like everybody, like I say this all the time, you can't hate Bill. Bill is a soul that like, it's just he like forces you to love him. He's a very sweet man. <laughs> um, but okay. So how did you maneuver? Like, how do you deal with that? Cause two deaths in one, like that's like an uncle. I could yeah. not, that I can't yeah. imagine. I mean, and a parent on top of it. Thanks. I thought parent alone was bad. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't easy with Bill either. Cause Bill was so accepting and like loving. And like, I, there was many times I went over to your house and hung out with Bill himself. Like, yeah. You guys weren't even there. Yeah. You know, like he was always, I could come over to the house whenever I wanted two in the morning or two in the afternoon and Bill didn't care. So that was great. Um, his ass would get up just to yeah, talk. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> He's know, like, Oh my God, somebody's here. You, you know, he wanted to talk. You yeah. Know, he loved to talk and he'd always say, Oh, my nephew's here. So that's, that's, it was yeah. nice. Um, and I'm really sorry. It's hard for me to watch you because I know what you're going through and you were there for me so much when I was going through it. Like not even trying. You were just there. You called me. You texted me. You just you showed up for me in ways that I didn't know I needed. And so it's like I want to do that for you. See, what's funny it's is hard. when dad first passed, my initial thought was right away. Like even that morning. OK, so like the whole morning of you were the only person in the house. So like it all went down and he like got taken away on the ambulance and I came downstairs to you and I was like, is he gone? Because the ambulance can't tell you if they're yeah, dead. They wouldn't. Yeah. They can't, they're not allowed to determine time of death. Like it has to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was just like, Eric, like, is he gone? And he was like, we got to get to the hospital. Like just prepare yourself. And in that moment I was like, I felt guilt of like, I'm so sorry that I didn't know what the, trauma felt like and like the heaviness felt like because I'd just never been through it yeah and now I know how to show up for people in those moments because it's like it's you don't know what you need you just need to breathe you just need to like you're in survival you're in fight or flight and you're just breathing and people are like what can I do there's no answer to that like Mm -mm. either do something or do nothing but like just don't ask like don't talk to me right now don't ask me I don't think you even know what you need yeah exactly I needed you don't know what you needed you know that's your, it, just, it was our first time going through it. That was your first time yeah. going through a death like that. That was my first time so going through a death like that. So crazy. I'm so sorry. I'm literally like starstruck right now. Not even starstruck, but I'm like stunned because I did not know that that's like the trajectory of how it all went down. Yeah. Damn. And then I, did, I did what everyone, I did the most stereotypical thing that people do after a death like mm-hmm. that. And I turned to drugs and alcohol for like the next four years. Yeah. After that. You definitely were going through. And again, I couldn't relate to it and I couldn't help you through that. I was just like, oh, Eric's just going through something (laughs) right now. Because in my mind, and that's something like when you lose somebody, I have been seeing Seed Symbiotic DS01 
everywhere and I figured it was time to try it out because you guys know I love anything and everything gut health. Gut health does not just affect your digestive system. I don't understand. I don't think people understand how much it affects like your overall health and not only that, but like your skin, your readiness for the day. I just love when my gut is in line, I'm in line. When I'm in line, life is in line. So Seed is sharing a code with Human 2 listeners and I'm super excited for you guys to try them out. You are going to get 25% off to see if you like them just as much as I do. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 daily symbiotic go to seed.com slash human two that's all one word and use code 25 human two to get 25% off your first month so that's two five human two all one word that's 25% off your first month of seeds ds01 daily symbiotic at seed.com slash human two with code 25 human two I got a comment um, in one of my, or it wasn't, it was a DM and someone was like, and they were being nice. It wasn't like they were being mean, but they were like, it's so happy to see that you've moved on. Mm. And to me that like stabbed me in my chest because I was like moved on. Like you do move forward. I think forward is the better word. And again, they meant no ill, like ill will, but it was a hard thing to here but then looking back I'm like yeah you were pretty rough for Mm -hmm. quite a while and to me I didn't even relate the two because I was like that's so long ago like you know but going through it now I'm like even just at a year it still feels so fresh and I'm just like how has it even been a year to think of like 10 years down the line I'm like how are people still doing it so it's it's easier it'll be eight years next month it's crazy um it does get easier it does it's, get easier. It's most it's the one thing you don't want to hear at the moment is that time heals all wounds. This will get easier, things like that. I didn't want to hear it at the time, and it's it's the truth. At, at the end of the day, time heals all wounds, and life like, keeps going. No matter what, and that mm-hmm. was another really tough thing. Is my life, my world was just shattered, and everyone else's worlds are just continuing on. Like yeah. So going to the grocery. Yeah, like use without that, you know, yeah. like you were just so down on life at that moment but everyone else around you was like they had to continue on yeah yeah and it is true and exactly like what you said I don't think time necessarily heals it I definitely think it's a hole in your heart for the rest of your life yeah but I mean it's like a scar like you're always going to have a scar there but it does heal up it's no longer bleeding it's no longer you can flick it you can scratch it it'll be fine yeah yeah and um I feel like I'm kind of in the scab phase. I mean, I know eventually we'll get to a scar, but it it is a lot. It's hard. And again, especially through the holidays, because in general, that's the time that you see your family or you go home to see mom and dad. And when mom and dad's not there, like it's a whole new world. Okay. So what was your next few days? Because you had just said the next day you literally had to get back on because you're an uncle. Yeah. So, um, me and my brother the next day, um, actually, yeah, because it was the 23rd. So the next day was Christmas Eve. So the next day we had to go pick up his two oldest kids and tell them that their grandma had passed away. And then the next day we have to celebrate Christmas. Like we have to put on a brave face for the kids so that Christmas isn't ruined for them like it is for us. Yeah. Just like Thanksgiving is for you. Yeah. Um, so that was really difficult. Like, Okay. Sorry. Because yeah. now I'm just nosy. How does that go with the kid? Because obviously I didn't have any children to right, tell. Right. How so, did the kids take it? So we picked them up and we just took them to a parking lot and... Took him to a parking lot. We just took him to a parking lot, and like we turned around and we just told them that grandma's gone. In the car. Yeah, we just told them, and then we all kind of got out of the car and just like hugged and just they were bawling. Obviously, like Kylie was seven, Cameron was like ten. Yeah. 
So like, and I broke, I, I couldn't even like keep a brave face. I was bawling. Did, did he have to tell them or did you get it we, out? We tried to tell him together, but I think he did it right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was his kids. God, I can't stuff. imagine. So it's like you're sh- our worlds are shattered at that moment. And now we're shattering their world that their grandma is gone. Yeah. And now here's Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here's your presents. <laughs> Stop. That's not funny. That's funny, though. That's fucked up. I can't imagine, though, because exactly like what you said, your world is just shattering. And then also when you look at two little faces that like you love so dearly, mm-hmm. that's just natural instinct, whether they're children or adults, you want to protect your loved ones yeah. to sit there and have to share with them something along those lines. I can't imagine that's unfortunately for the kids. They were there the day she left for the hospital because the ambulance came. So the kids saw her go into an ambulance. So they knew something was, something up. was wrong. But this entire time my brother was telling them grandma's going to be okay. She's just giving them updates, but not telling them really what's happening. Mm-hmm. So they had no idea. They thought she was okay up until that moment or she was going to be okay until that moment that we told them. that. I mean, everyone kind of thought that too though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it just happened so quick. Yeah. I mean, four days she was fine, awake, talking the next day you, you know, four days later, you get a call that she's back. Did you guys have good conversations during that time that she was awake? Um, that's my biggest regret in my life, as I was obviously sitting there praying to God to give me my mom back. And then he gave her back to me for four days, and I wasted those four days thinking she's going to be okay. I didn't talk to her. I, go. I drove her to the place, from the hospital to the aftercare place. She's... She wanted McDonald's. And Cutie. I said, Mom, I'm not giving you McDonald's. You just got out of the hospital. Da, da, da. So our last conversation was us arguing. Over McDonald's. At, I was yelling at each other because I wouldn't bring her to get McDonald's. <laughs> oh, we're going to eat McDonald's. <laughs> Everywhere we fucking go, Mary, <laughs> okay? Are. Especially in Europe. We're eating it. Right. Damn, um, I did not yeah. know that. So I didn't see her. I didn't talk to her because I thought my mom was back and I can go back to living my life. Yeah. I mean, I was 23 years old. So it's like, yeah, I you just, were want, young. just want to get back to my life. Damn, 23. How old was she? She was 54. That shit's crazy to me. She would have been 61 this year. She was my dad's age? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. How do you feel with like... Okay, so you've had quite a long time to process. Yeah. And you've done very well. I think that's Mm -hmm. something that I admire you for in general, like life in general, not just through grief, is like you're a very mellow person when it comes to anything and everything. Like you can get smacked in the face, punched, uppercutted, kicked yeah. in the balls, yeah. uh, uh, umbrella up your butthole, and you would still be like, it's such a nice day <laughs> out. You know what? Look at you really are. are. You yeah. really are. How did you get through kind of that stuff, especially the regretful stage? Because I feel like I, I can't speak to that because a lot of my relationship with my dad, I actually have no regrets. Right. Um, and I feel very thankful for that. But mm-hmm. I, I, again, can't speak to people out there that, do have the how do you move through that and not let it eat you alive so once i got clean from the drugs and alcohol i started going to therapy therapy helps people okay therapy is a very big reason of why i've made it through um because i just i didn't talk about it you know i spent the four years just not talking about it not dealing with it the right way mm-hmm. um so eventually i went to therapy and i started being able to open up about my life and what i experienced like through that and so therapy really gave me a release because I started having anxiety and panic attacks because I, I, I've never had that. Like, I've never had anxiety in my life until a few years ago. And then I, I started going to therapy, and that really just helped me release whatever was inside of me that I needed to get out because I haven't had anxiety or panic attacks ever since I went to therapy. How did you know it was anxiety? 
because I never experienced it before. I mean, how do I know? I guess I don't know, but like I was. Just what did it feel like? Anxious, like something was wrong. Something was around the corner. Like I just constantly felt like something heavy bad. chested. Yeah, something bad. So I guess I not, and I've never experienced that before. So I knew something was wrong. So maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't anxiety. Maybe it wasn't. No, no, no. Panic, and but, it probably was. I'm just yeah. asking, like, how you to someone out there listening, like, how do you know mm. what it is, or mm-hmm. how do you? Um, because a lot of people, especially men stereotypically they're just like oh so i'm sick or right. it is what it is right. like it's not a mental health issue it's more of like a physical and you knew right away it was like something's off yeah i, I felt like something in my brain because I, I i guess it's hard to explain no i get it i felt but you just knew your body wasn't I, right i knew something was wrong okay. i knew i had to go start talking about it instead of okay. not dealing with it yeah so my youngest brother, I think that was a lot of what his battle was originally. Remember, he was going through a lot of things, and I think mm-hmm. it was anxiety attacks. And yeah. he went through every bodily test out there, bodily function test, brain, heart, blood, everything under the sun. And they were just like, I think it's your body denying its grief. So I went into the hospital with my little brother because an EBS trait that we have is not all, but some, they mask their symptoms because they don't want to be sick. They don't want to be on a medication. They don't want to be admitted to a hospital. They just want to keep going. And my youngest brother kind of had that. And granted, I was proud of him for going into a a hospital and like saying something's wrong. But then when all the tests were coming back, the doctor looked at him dead in his face and he was like, hearing about everything that's going on because obviously we relayed hey like our dad just passed from a heart condition so like what he's experiencing right now is it heart related like what's going on and the doctor looked at him dead in his face and was like I think your body is denying its grief and or your brain is denying its grief and your body is paying for it and I genuinely now believe that he was having anxiety attacks and it was just he did not know what it felt like Mm -hmm. and nobody knows I mean even still to this day like I sometimes don't know what it feels like and I'm like is this an anxiety attack and like what is happening what was your um, path to get into a therapist? You just called up and you were like, today's the day um, I got to figure this out. Yeah. I mean, I had friends. I had a friend that was that goes, went to therapy. So I started talking to her about it and she referred me to this guy. Um, so I just I knew I wanted to get into it. So I went and just called him up or email, whatever I did to get a hold of him. Yeah. And uh, he, he got me in and uh, he really helped me. He gave me a couple of different like things of how to get off the bus of anxiety, Yeah, you know, like just get off, like not just get off, but he really gave me some like tools to help yeah. me mentally. I love that. I'm proud of you for that. I still have yet to, yeah. I, at the beginning of this year, I was like, when I quit my job, I'm like, I'm getting into therapy. But I was just like, I feel like, did they make you walk through? So my first session was basically just, they get to, get know, to know me. My, yeah. You know, the, that's, that was it. And then eventually it's like, it was up to me to open up about what I was going through. Mm-hmm. Like I could have just sat there and talked about nothing, you know, I could, yeah. you know, but it was, so it was up to me to have to open up and talk to him about what I was going through and what happened. Um, you also knew you, you needed it. A lot of people go just because yeah. they're told to go. Mm-hmm. And I think my biggest thing right now is I need like a PTSD therapist on top of it. And I don't want to have to sit and relive the moment. And I yeah. think that's why I'm in avoidance. Mm-hmm. Did they make you go through that? Um, I think it's a definitely a trait that we are so stubborn that we won't go do the things that we yeah. need to um, necessarily unless it's drastic measures and we have to do it. You're forced. Yeah, pretty much. So it, it, it had gotten to that point too where I'm like, okay, I have to force myself to do this instead of fighting it. Because I obviously had been fighting it for a long time yeah. to go talk about it. Four years is a long time. Yeah. 
it, I mean, it goes yeah. quick, especially after grief. We just said that like time flies, but I feel like it flies even faster after a, do- a death. Does. I don't I mean, know why. I can't believe it's going to be eight years. That's crazy. It's nuts. That's I crazy. I can't believe it's just been a year for Bill. Like that's. I know. Time does fly. Time does not stop when we're grieving. So I want to talk about holidays because obviously like we're hitting holiday season and in general, again, holidays are hard for a lot of people, but especially the ones grieving, you shut off Christmas and you still to this day are like, I don't celebrate Christmas, but you still go to like, Um, what does Christmas look like for you? I got sisters and I got nieces and nephews, so I can't be selfish about that and be like, well, I'm leaving. I mean, I did for a couple of years. I went to Vegas. I did other things during Christmas. (laughs) I tried to get you to come with, but you wouldn't come one year. Especially Um, during those years. And fuck no, (laughs) Vegas would not have been fun for me. No, we wouldn't have made it out alive. Um, I would have. That's for sure. Okay, I well, would have. Well, right, I would have been bored as hell. I was like sitting in the hotel room, like this motherfucker. Oh, uh, whatever. You would have been next to me drinking while I'm gambling. True, actually. True. Those were my drinking days. It's fine. So, so now, so now, now Christmas, I try to put forth an effort for like the family and like be there. But in the in the beginning, I was like, I'm leaving. I don't just like you want to do for yeah. Thanksgiving. I was like, I don't want to deal with family and I don't want to see people. I just want to go be alone, kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But you also, again, remain very positive during the holidays and like exactly like what you just said, get to me, get, get, give me the breakdown of where your brain went from fuck this, I'm leaving to, okay, I can't be selfish. Where was that? Like, tell me how you built that bridge to get there. Hmm. Um, I guess I would say I, I got to that point by understanding that it wasn't about me anymore. Um, mom was very good at making things about her. And so I didn't want to be making things about me in that time. Cause everyone already knows I'm grieving and going through it. I don't need to like be away from it. I don't know. Cause it's a hard, no, it's a hard no, no, no. Yeah. And no. And that's where nothing that you say is a wrong answer, but it's funny because last week's episode I did with my mom and I talked about the first year of grief. And it's funny cause you exactly what you just said is something that I said in there. Something that I think we've learned along the lo- the lines, your whole life you live for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're very um, selfish and life doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah. You're very like, I don't fucking care. Like whatever happens to me, let's drink, let's smoke, let's yeah. do whatever. Like fuck our bodies, fuck our families. You don't care. And then as soon as you lose somebody, you learn the meaning to life and it sucks. I think it's the shittiest wake-up call all of us have to go through some of us are 50 years old and you learn that I mean my dad I don't really think he even understood it I mean who did he really lose other than his dad but he lost him at eight years old like too young to like really to grasp like what life really meant yeah and um I was saying in last week's episode of like then as soon as you lose your mom and like when your mental comes out of the the hate for the world Mm -hmm. you go into how can i live for her and you come from selfish to selfless and that's when you really start living and i wish we were taught that as children of like this life is not about us Mm -hmm. it's not about your education it's not about what you can bring to the table well it is about what you how you show up to the table it's not necessarily what you provide at the table monetarily or food or whatever you get what i'm saying yeah um, but it's crazy that you just said that because it's exactly what I've felt and what I've said. And then, and it's crazy to even think that like that articulates and shows in multiple realms. It's not just every day to day. Like that's for the holidays. Like you had to get out of that mindset of like, it's not about me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I need to be the person that my mom was. I need to yeah. show. And that's kind of how I've been feeling of like 
dad was very giving, very loving, very, um, I won't say accepting of everybody, but, but, but he was just like, you could tell him anything and he was a shoulder for people. Absolutely. Even if he didn't agree with you, he would still listen to you and he was respectful and he would try to understand. Yeah. And I, that changed my life when I was like, when I lost him, I started to really realize how precious time is and that's not about us anymore. And I love that you hit on that. I know that it was kind of like a harder question. I didn't mean for it to be, but it is one of those where it's like, you just got to shut up and realize it's not about us anymore. Yeah. I mean, I spent four years being about me and not being, and not being home and being away from people and shutting people out. So it's like, I was also ready. You're not going to, I wasn't ready to open up and be with family for a long time until I was ready. So you're, you know, you're not ready until you're ready. Yeah. And And that's okay. You don't know when you're going to be ready. So it, it also the definitely a flip of like, I miss my family. I miss spending time with the people I love and the people that love me. Yeah. And I wasn't, so I, I wanted to also start creating relationships like with, with your brothers. Like I, I didn't ever see Aaron and Andrew very often. Now I see them more than I ever did yeah. in those years, you know? So it's yeah. like, I want to also leave a presence behind in your guys' lives, you know? Cause someday I'm going to be gone. Someday you're going to be gone. So it's like, I don't want you to think of me as like, he was never around. Right? Yeah. You know? Who's like, Eric? Yeah. Like, so I, I want to be present in my family's lives too. Yeah. Family is the most important thing in the world. And you really feel that after a death. So that was kind of what woke you up out of that four-year yeah. trance. It was the yeah. family. And, just and, kind of missing people. And I knew I'm, I didn't like myself anymore either. So it's like I wanted to be better. I wanted to be better for mom, for for my dad, for my brothers and my sisters, for you guys. You know, it's like yeah, uh, I was done being selfish and I needed to be a man now. Like I was 23. I was still a boy. I was still yeah. just a baby. Yeah. And like going and through something like that is crazy at that age. Not to give an excuse, but you're also the youngest. Yeah. So right there, naturally, you just have the selfish tendencies mm-hmm. because you don't have anyone relying on you. Yeah. If anything, everyone's protecting you. Yeah, I was so because I, I, I was went, mad. I was mad about that, actually, that I was the youngest and I only got this amount of years with my mom and my right. brothers got this amount of years. So there was a lot of anger there, too. I had the same fight with Aaron mm. because Aaron and I right after everything kind of went down, like we started like bickering and like, I could tell he just was holding something against me. And I was like, what did I do other than try to like, I've done nothing but Mm -hmm. try to help and whatever. And when it fully came out, it was he, I had a quality relationship and I had that like really close bond and I was constantly with him. And my argument went back into, yes, I'm older, but you had more time Yeah. because I was in Florida the whole time. So it's like, if you really want to look at it. And my mom even said that in last week's episode too, of like her younger brothers, when her parents passed, had the same mindset, Mm -hmm. but my mom and her brother that are closer in age had a different mindset and they were like well you guys got like the fun times with them we were like ripped to shreds so I think it is hard but it is very important to say you cannot compare apples to oranges you cannot compare relationships to another relationship you cannot compare a parent even at the end of the day like as a parent I'm not a parent but I'm I have two dogs my two dogs are different dogs like you have to parent them differently you have to speak to them differently you love them differently not that there's more or less of anything, but I think that's something that I want a lot of people to know is that you're mourning a different relationship. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the time and to not hate on each other as siblings because right. there's that's just waste of your time. Yeah. Me and my brother had that conversation too and I told him like I was mad about the the years that he had and that I didn't. And uh, he just, ex- he, he was very accepting and understanding of my pain and anger. So 
he was very helpful with just like talking to me about that and getting through that and it's 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 not easy when you lose somebody and then all the emotions and feelings that you have are just amplified by 10 yeah and it's new very new that's the other thing that i think um i really try to articulate so freaking much and just emphasize these are all new feelings especially Mm -hmm. on day one and person number one like granted now knock on wood but like the day that i lose my mom i'll feel a little bit more prepared absolutely because you just know and anything new in the world is just hard but especially when you're feeling emotions that are brand new you're like wait a second i thought i knew anger i thought i knew depression i thought i knew sadness i thought i knew loss because i've had a breakup before but like no there it is just it's all new you've lost grandparents before you know things like that it's like yeah you it's such a new feeling yeah. You're not ready for it. And you're more mentally prepared now for your mom, just like I'm more mentally prepared now for my dad when he goes. But it's still a new loss it, because it's a different I, person. I still know it's going to hurt yeah. so much. Like it's yeah. not going to make it any less or more because I'm more prepared for it now. Yeah. I think the only thing is that my brain can at least wrap around what happens next. Um, yeah. You're, you're prepared for that part. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, if you could go back and you could talk to yourself in that moment of those four years, and again, everyone's time frame is going to be different. I didn't have uh, one, again, there's so many factors that go into the makeup of yourself. And Mm -hmm. again, like the, you're the youngest, you were 23 year old boy, like whatever the case you want to attribute all like your four years to, I didn't have that four years. If anything, I went into big sister mode. I went into something different and I was like, I feel like I almost didn't have a time to be angry. Yeah. Um, But if you could go back and talk to yourself in your angry phase, really your denial phase, denial, um, what would be some advice that you would give? Uh, I would definitely say seek therapy earlier. That would have been a bigger, I know, again, I said earlier, like, you're not going to do it until you're ready. So I would have tried to talk myself up into it more uh, to go sooner because that helps a lot. And I guess I would just t- I would tell my younger self at that moment that it's okay to not be okay because no one ever told me that. Yeah. No one ever told me it's okay to not be okay, that you can feel these things and deal with it. So I would just tell my younger self when I was going through that that it's going to be okay. You're strong enough to do get through this because I also never felt like I could. I didn't think I could make it. I, I really struggled for a couple of years um, thinking like with suicidal thoughts because mm-hmm. I didn't think I could make it and deal with that grief. So I, I just tell myself it's you're going to be OK and go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Just, um, yeah. How do you deal with Christmases now? Like what do Christmases look like for you mentally? Now, obviously, you show up now. Mentally, <clears throat> I, I dread it. I really do. I, I dread the time of the year. I dread that day. Because I feel like everyone's looking at me and thinking about me when I'm in the room. About it's like, the sad eyes. It's yeah. the doe eyes. It's like poor like, kid. Yeah. They're trying to give me a sympathy and stuff like that. Maybe not as much now, but back then for sure. But Christmas now, it's like, I just, it doesn't exist to me, honestly. It's mm-hmm. just another day. I wish I could go to work on it. It's like, I just want to be able to like get away from that. I, I don't because I want to be there for my family, but I just dread it. It doesn't mentally. I just don't think about it until like the day of that's that's what does the day of look like for you on the 23rd mm. it's been different every year I think I know what's going to happen and then it doesn't um mentally do you take the day off or do you work so this year I will be working okay the first couple of years I would go somewhere else just to get away yeah 
You took a couple of vacations. Yeah, went to a couple different places um, on over Christmas. What was your question? <laughs> what does the 23rd look like for you? What does the 23rd look like for me? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know until I wake up that day. Okay. Just like her birthday. It's like Yeah, the I, birthday was heavy for you. Yeah. I mean, but you always tried to celebrate. We did for the first couple of years. Yeah, yeah, we went into like a park or something and had uh, birthday celebrations. We haven't done it in a while now, but we we tried to so we did. Now it's more like my celebration for her on that day is to have a Captain Coke because that's what she liked to drink. Really? Yeah, I go to the bar and have a Captain Coke Cute. on her birthdays. Um, the twenty third. It's like some. I want to like obviously relive the happy moments on those days. Mm-hmm. So I watch like her favorite movies sometimes. Beaches, Ever After. Um, so I, and I listened to like the music she used to listen to Cute. all the time, Journey, yeah, me too. stuff like that. You play so, it in the car and you think it's mm-hmm. gonna bring you happiness, and then you're fucking sad on ninety four, and, and you're like, and your God damn it! Out. I know. Um, this year I feel like, again, it has gotten easier as the years have gone on. So I'm not mentally thinking about it every single day leading up to it like yeah. I used to. Now it's just like it's another day, but it does have a heavier feeling when I wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Kind of like on your dad's yeah. one year anniversary, like. I didn't wasn't thinking about it obviously that day before, but then when I woke up on that day, I just felt it. I yeah. could feel the grief. I felt just heavy, and I feel like that's usually how that goes. Is I wake up and then I just I feel it that day. I don't feel the day before. I wake up that day and like my brain body just they yeah. Know. It's a subconscious mm-hmm. yelling at you for sure. Yeah. Um. So something that I have not gotten to yet is because obviously this is our this is my first full holiday season experiencing it last one was so fake and like it it, it just doesn't feel real putting on a smile where if you were to even just give me advice of like because you do show up and not only that you show up with a smile and you still are like you're you participate you're happy you're like you can't tell on the outside so what is going through your brain do you just is there like a flip that you get to turn off or that you switch off or is it just in there like on Christmas positivity. And yeah. Stuff. And just showing up and like making, cause I, I, if, if you were to know you from an outsider's perspective, you would never know anything went down around that time for mm-hmm. you, much less a day before. Mm-hmm. So mine at least was at the beginning of November, but I'm like, I still feel heavy and I'm mm-hmm. still like looking around the room much less. I'm not going through the anniversary too. So what's, yeah. what's, what does your mindset look like there? On the, on the 23rd? On Christmas, Christmas, like on Christmas, like it's Christmas morning, you're with the kids and your uh, your brothers. Uh, I guess in that moment, my mindset is just to um, show up, show up and look happy, be happy. Um, something mom always said was there's always somebody out there in the world that has it worse off than you. And so I, she's given me a lot of those little good tidbits. Mm-hmm. So I try to remember that on that day is that there's somebody out there that didn't get to have their parent for 23 years. There's someone out there that didn't even know their parent at all it could have died at birth and stuff like that so yeah i try to just be happy happy that i got 23 years happy that i'm get to be at christmas with my family now um no, there's so good. many things in the world to be sad about so i choose to try to be happy on that day now so that's kind of how you restructure it because mm-hmm. some people they go differently so i wanted to know like kind of how you flip your switch to be like and sometimes it it might just be a fake switch where you're like, I'm just faking yeah. it till I make it. And I mm-hmm. go back home and I drink my Captain and Coke <laughs> until 2 a.m. And I go to yeah. sleep. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a very good point is like consistently remembering that we're blessed to be alive. We're blessed to be here. We're blessed to even be in a setting where we can celebrate and be with yeah. our family and our children and 
well, not your children, but your nieces and nephews mm-hmm. who are basically kids. Um, well, I love that. Thank you. Anything else you got? How's um, it feel to I, hold a mic other I, than karaoke? I love you. <laughs> I All love right? you. I love you. You showed up for me in so many ways. Um, you're a big reason why I'm alive. Well. I, I definitely, I overdosed twice. I was definitely ready to end it. And um, I could not convince myself. I convinced myself that everybody else would be okay, but I could not convince myself that you, Cameron, and Kylie would be okay. Hell no. I couldn't. Hell no. I couldn't convince myself that you guys would understand and make it through life without me I don't think I could. I I can't. You're right. Suicide is like not something for me because selfishly, I'm like, Mm -hmm. what did I do wrong? You know, like where was I not enough? Yeah. And I know that it's not that. Um, and I know that there's a lot of people out there that have lost somebody to suicide. So if you're listening to this and you lost somebody to suicide, it is not your fault. It was not you. You couldn't have done more. Like you did everything. But at the same time, I get where their mental, the survivor's mental goes of like, yeah. why? Yeah. What did I not do? Or how could I have been more? So yeah, I, I really, I've always said like, I could see my older brother one day committing. And I'm just like, to me, I just, I can't even, I've had to turn that off of like, I've tried so hard to be there, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. I would not be able to mentally do that. Yeah. That was, I don't know how it would go forward. Thank God Mm -hmm. for Raphael because at that point I would just be like, fucking admit me, Mm -hmm. like take care of the girls because I'm going to be in the hospital (laughs) for a couple days. Come visit me sometime. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'll be on the 72 hour hold. (laughs) Yeah. I think a good thing is also to know like if you're in your perspective, I lost my mom. You were there for me. So it's like if you you were just there by just showing up and calling me and texting mm-hmm. me and inviting me to do things. So like if someone in your life has lost somebody and you don't know how to like help them, just show up. Yeah. Calls, texts, like doesn't you don't have to ask how they're feeling. You just have to be there. Like yeah. the presence is very big. Yeah. That helped me a lot. Was like you just would call me and be like, We're going to do this, you wanna come? And I'd be like, Okay. And then like even on my 30th birthday I didn't want to go celebrate you're like it's your last day of being in your 20s like we're going out tonight like, I don't care what you want I'm like I don't All care right. what you we want had an amazing that's literally time. me we had such a fun time and I'm so happy we went and did that because I wouldn't have wanted what did we to do? do that we went to dinner me you Roth and we just went to dinner and then then Cute. uh that Saturday or whatever we went out and partied oh in yeah, yeah 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 we should have gone big that's I don't know whatever He's like, bah, that wasn't even English. (laughs) He's like, bah, whatever. I wanted to go to Vegas, but that would have been a bad time. It's expensive time. Yeah. Yeah, this fucker's birthdays get expensive. (laughs) (laughs) She bought me shoes one time on my birth, like 25th birthday um, in the morning. And by the end of the night, my shoes were destroyed, wrecked. Who wears brand new shoes on their birthday, by the way? Well, you bought them for me that day, so. <laughs> That's such a male thing. <laughs> Women be like, I'm not busting these out of the box till it's a nice <laughs> evening. <laughs> not the night that we're uh, going to go get trashed. Yeah, we got trashed. Yeah, that was not a fun time. Um, what did you just say right before that? Oh, talking about showing up for people. I really do genuinely believe that. I say that all the time to my circle. Um, we will all sit around and like the one thing is there's we are always going to show up for each other. I think that's something that I really look for in a friend is yeah. not what you bring necessarily for anything other than you, I need you there. I'm a very like, like, um, 
Savannah just said last night, she's like, I don't need anybody necessarily. And I'm like, there's some women out there and there's some men out there that are extremely independent. They could go out this this lifetime with not a single friend in their friend group. And I'm like, I'm the first person to yell from the rooftops. Like I fucking need you. I need you. Like I need you guys. I am not a lone wolf. That will never be me. I'm a pack girly through and through. Um, but exactly like what you said, just showing up, we don't know what we need in those moments. I don't know. Like if you came over and did my laundry, I wouldn't even blink twice. (laughs) I would be like, thanks. Like I wouldn't even think about it. But if you were to show up and be like, Hey, do you need your laundry done? I'd be like, Oh no, it's okay. Like Mm -hmm. I'll deal with it. Just do something Mm -hmm. Um, or do nothing and just show up and be quiet and just be present. I do think you and I are very similar where it was like really Thanksgiving originally why I was like, fuck no, 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 no. I did. We buried him on a Tuesday, Thursday. You think I'm going to go sit across the table with everybody that was in that same church and at that same cemetery with me. And they're going to be like, how's your day going? Like, no, (laughs) no. And not only that, even if they were to have tried to hide it, there's no hiding it. There's no hiding that it's happened. It's real. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. Um, and I just was not, I'm not the person to go sit across from and just have you stare at me. Like it just isn't that, but I also wasn't in the mindset and ready to pretend like nothing happened. So at that moment, my mindset was, I'm just going to remove myself from this. Um, and I think this year I was like, I know for sure I want to run because now it's the first one that I've fully been able to process And I still don't know where I am mentally. I still don't know if I want to go pretend like nothing's happened. I still don't know if I want to get the sappy sad eyes. Like, I don't know what I want. So we left. Yeah. Um, And that's okay, too. It's okay to handle things however, but it is your responsibility to make sure that you're not showing up to a Thanksgiving dinner or a Christmas dinner and making and ruining everybody else's time. Like, it is your responsibility to deal with the grief, not necessarily completely on your own, Um but making sure that during the holidays, if it is tougher for you, being selfish during this time, doing what matters to you, because again, you don't want to walk into a room and ruin everybody else's time. Like that's not fair to them either. So making sure that if you are going to show up, you show up um, with positive spirits, a happy smile. You fake it till you fucking make it, especially if children are involved. Um, But if you can't do that, that's totally fine too. And find something that fulfills you on those days. So thank you for doing this with me. I know this is, you're like, probably uncomfortable you're like what the fuck first time but yeah not holding a mic not, first, time, was like, first time talking into a mic that's not for karaoke yeah well you did great and i thank you for answering especially being a male's perspective and again you've had a different life story but there's so many people out there that have had that to kind of late yeah. yeah i mean i mean my my story is my story but there's a lot of similarities with a lot of other yeah. people out there especially when dealing with death yep yeah well, I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving, um, a happy Black Friday. Or Someone eat some pumpkin pie for me because they don't have any in Sweden and I'm mad. We can make it. I'm not doing that. I'm not cooking on vacation. I can make it. <laughs> I'm right, the whatever. one cooking. He that's, hasn't that's done true. shit. That's true. <laughs> okay, cu- we will see you guys next week. Have a great rest of your day and goodbye. Goodbye.